0: Hello, everyone. I just wanted to say a few words today about thankfulness, being thankful. Um, Last night, I was coming out of CVS or Dwayne Reed, either CVS, Dwayne Reed, or Rite Aid, or maybe Walmart, CVS, Dwayne Reed, Rite Aid, or Walmart. Like, in my head, even though they're separate stores, they're all, like, the same store to me. Like, I'll be in CVS and ask, like, one of the people who work there. Yeah, doesn't Dwayne Reed have? They're like, sorry, this is CVS. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's, like, all the same. Anyway, I was coming out of one of those places. And there was this guy. And I live in New York, so, you know. um, There was this guy standing outside and he was just saying I'm not asking he, he wasn't talking directly to me he was just kind of like talking out loud so whoever was walking by could hear him and he said you know I'm not asking for any money or anything I just need some soap and some toilet paper and I kind of walked by him and I was just like he's asking for soap and toilet paper I mean, these are like the most basic needs of any person. Soap and toilet paper. I was like, wow. So I turned around and I said, look, don't worry, I'll get it for you. And then I went in and I got him the biggest thing of toilet paper that I could find and um, bars of soap, you know, and I came out and I gave it to him. And he was like, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And then I asked him, I said, so, you know, how did you get here? You know, like, and he started to explain to me how he was, he's married with two daughters. Him and his wife were living in the Bronx. The wife, uh, the, the lease was in the wife's name only because if he would have put his name as well with his income, the rent would have gone up like $800 a month. Now, look, you know, you might say that's a little dishonest or whatever, but, you know, times are rough. People have to do what they have to do within reason. Nothing illegal, of course. Um, we don't condone anything like that. But the wife passed away and because his name wasn't on the lease, the landlord wanted to kick him and his daughter out, him and his two daughters out. He fought back and forth with the landlord. And after a year and a half, they kicked him out because, of course, the landlord wants to jack up the rent. So he gets kicked out and he's, he's working. This is not like a a bum. This is not like a drug addict or crackhead. He told me he's a food handler. He, he, he's a cook. Uh, He said he worked in uh, restaurants and delis and he did a lot of corporate cooking, cooking for corporate events and corporate lunchrooms and stuff. So um, he, they, they got another place in the Bronx, but then COVID happened and he lost his job bills piling up piling up piling up he lost his home so now he um is staying at one of these hotels on the upper west side of new york that you hear a lot about where they've housed a lot of homeless people some people are complaining about it they don't want them in their neighborhood some people are saying look these people have come upon some misfortune in their life they need some help But anyway, he's staying at one of these hotels on the Upper West Side. And to make matters worse, he said that he was diagnosed with polycystic kidney cancer, which is basically all these cysts, or polycystic kidney disease or something. But basically, there's all these cysts growing around his kidneys, which are making him sick. And, you know, this was a little disturbing, but he's he told me, he said, look, no disrespect. And he showed me, uh, he kind of lifted up his shirt and pulled his belt down a little bit. in this kind of like upper groin area, this huge, it looked, it, it was like a size of an orange, uh, like bump under his skin. And he said, this is a result of, you know, the, my malfunctioning kidneys. There's like fluid building up or whatever. And he said, you know, I get dialysis every, not not dialysis. He said, I get blood work done every week. And they said, look, you know, you're at the point where you need dialysis because your kidneys are not working right. The stuff is building up in your blood. But um, basically, he's waiting for his Social Security disability to kick in, which has been delayed because of COVID. Like everything because of COVID has been delayed. He's waiting to get. Uh, more permanent housing for him and his two daughters, but everything has been delayed because of COVID. And he showed me all of his ID. He showed me his New York City like food handlers certification. Like in New York City, you need a certain certification to do any kind of work with food. And he he showed me that. I get you know I didn't ask him for any of this, but but I guess he wanted to show me. Look, I'm not a bum. I'm not a crackhead. Like I'm I'm a real person. Not that crackheads or bums are not real people, but I guess he wanted to show me like, look, I'm not lying to you. This is not a story. Um, so he said, you know, we have a place to stay, but they don't give us toilet paper. There's no soap. Um, and I said, well, do you have any kind of income? And he said, yeah, you know, I get some public assistance, but it's not that much. And he said, my, my, uh, his daughters are, they're like preteen so they're in school, they go to school all the way in Brooklyn and he has to like take them to Brooklyn every day. And, you know, um, and he said, look, um, I'm, you know, even though I'm sick, I'm still able to work. I, I, you know, like restaurants are kind of opening back up. I, I can still work. But he said, my, my case manager told me not to work because if I do, that's going to mess up my social security disability application, which is already kind of delayed. And he said, it's going to mess up your, uh, the process of you getting permanent housing, which that's already been delayed. So it's kind of like stuck in the middle, you know, just, just waiting, you know, I'm sure there's a huge backlog in the city and everything. Um, he said, the only kind of work I could do was off the books until all this stuff goes through. And then I can kind of find out what kind of employment I can get, how much money I could earn before my benefits are reduced and everything like that. Um, So, you know, uh, it just made me realize people are really suffering out there. You know, he was like, I, I just come out here whenever we, we, you know, things get really bad and money gets low and, you know, and, you know, so I was thinking, you know, I want to say a prayer with this guy. And then he said, he was telling me, I, I asked him, I said, do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? And he said, I do, you know, uh. Uh, I'm a deacon in my church in the Bronx, the church that we used to go to in the Bronx. He said that, I i, I think he said his wife was a pastor or something like that, and, and and she passed away. And, you know, like all the churches are closed now, you know, a- except for like if they want to do online service or whatever. And, um, you know, he's he's a believer. And so I prayed with him and I asked the Lord to Open up his situation to let uh, his his Social Security disability come through, let his permanent housing come through, and I asked the Lord to heal him, so he did, he didn't even have to get surgery, or he didn't he didn't even have to need dialysis. You know, we prayed, and it seemed like he received the prayer, and he was very thankful. And um, I gave him some money, and, he, and 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 he was thankful. And you know, his name is Eddie, and he has two daughters. So remember. Eddie in your prayers and his two daughters. The Lord will know who it is. But it just struck me so much. You know, I mean, we're all going through varying trials. Everybody's been affected by coronavirus. Some people a lot more than others. But, you know, when you hear stories like this, it just makes you really, really, really realize how much you have to be thankful for. You know, I'm going through some stuff in my life, um, and I and and at this moment, you know, um, I've been praying to the Lord, um, you know, for uh, for some for some answers, and you know, and 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 I kind of started to feel down on myself, and oh Lord, why is this to me? Why is this happening? Blah blah blah, and then I came across this guy, you know, and as I walked away from him after praying and speaking to him and everything, I felt. Light like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders, you know, I guess that spirit of depression or despair that started to try to descend on me was cast off because I prayed for this guy, and I took my focus off myself and put it on someone else, and I prayed for him, you know um and the, and like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Look, you know, you have so much to be thankful for, Yes, you have things that you're in need of, we all do, but don't focus more on your needs.' Than your blessings you know um, the Bible says he will keep them in perfect peace, hallelujah who keep their minds stayed on him I don't remember the chapter and verse but you can google, google it, he will keep them in per- perfect peace, who keep their minds stayed on him you know, we have to keep our minds focused on Christ even though yes, we all have trials and tribulations, even before COVID but even more so now and it doesn't mean to be delusional and act like, hey, everything is okay. You know, yeah, there are problems. You have to attack the problems and you have to face your problems. But it's the way you do it. You do it in prayer and faith. The Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. And we have to know that the Lord will bring us through sometime. And, and, and it's in the Lord's time. We would like stuff to happen lickety split right away. I know I do. And sometimes when things take a long time, we get despair. Lord, have you heard my prayer? Are you going to answer my prayer? Why are you taking so long? The Lord has his reasons. We have to always know that the Lord has his reasons and he loves us. And he has, he always has the best intentions in mind for us. And sometimes the reason why the answers to our prayers take time is because there are things that the Lord is working out in us. Sometimes he wants to strengthen our faith. Sometimes the Lord knows if I give it to them too quickly, they're not going to appreciate it. Or, you know, we'll we'll take the blessing and then forget about him. Just like, remember, after the Lord brought the children of Israel through the Red Sea even, and, and before the Red Sea, he all those plagues that, that he put on um, Pharaoh and Egypt, then he brought them through the Red Sea. There was a pillar of fire uh, following them at night, which was God's presence, and a cloud that followed them by day, which is God's presence. He fed them with manna out of heaven. And when Moses went up to the mountain to get the Ten Commandments to speak to the Lord for 40 days or 40 nights, like they were like, Hey, we don't know what happened to this guy, Moses, Aaron take all our gold and make a golden calf so we could worship him. So we could worship the golden calf. It's like, after all of that, that the God did for them, it only took them 40 days to forget about God and start worshiping a golden calf. The heathenism and the, the paganism that they learned in Egypt didn't really fully come out of them yet. Even after seeing all those wonders that God did with their own eyes, it only took them 40 days and 40 nights to just toss that to the curb and say, okay, let's worship a golden calf. You know, so sometimes the Lord has to have us go through trials and suffering to build our faith, to work that stuff out of us so that when we get the blessing, we won't ruin it. You know, that's why none of those people went into the promised land. Out of all those people that came out of Egypt, only Caleb and Joshua went into the promised land. Because remember, even after that, When they finally got to the promised land and God sent in the 10 spies, only Caleb and Joshua said, yes, even though there's heathens in the land, the Lord said, he's going to deliver us to it. He's going to deliver them into our hands. Let's go in and take it. But the other 10 spies, because remember, it was one person from each tribe that God said, go in and spy the land. The other 10 said, oh, we look like grasshoppers in their sight. They're too big for us. Let's just go back to Egypt. They said, let's go back to Egypt. Egypt. They said, at least we got three square meals a day and a roof over our our head in Egypt. Let's go back to Egypt. After everything God did for them, they said, just let's go back to Egypt. And God said, look, you know, you people don't have the faith or the appreciation to go into this promised land that I gave you. So God said, y'all are going to wander around here for 40 days and 40 nights until that whole generation dies. And then only Caleb and Joshua and everyone under the age of 20 years old is going to go in. So my, my point is, and even worse than that, not only did, did the 10 spies come back and say, there's no way we can take this promised land because the heathen nations in there, they're too great for us. We're afraid. And not only did they say, let's go back to Egypt. They started to organize and they were going to overthrow Caleb and Joshua. And the Lord said, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, y'all not going to do that. And the ground literally opened up and swallowed them. That's how angry God was at how ungrateful and how little faith they had. So the point is, we have to be thankful and appreciative of all that the Lord Jesus Christ has given us even though we all have trauma in our lives, we have sad times, you know, we have sickness, we have, you know, lack of money, all these things, we still have a lot to be thankful for. And we have to keep our eyes on that. We cannot complain. We have to keep our eyes on that. It doesn't mean be delusional, as I said before, and not look at Uh, the problems you have. Yes, the Bible says men ought to always pray. We should always pray and ask the Lord to deliver. He told us that to pray and have faith. So yes, we acknowledge our problems like, Lord, we have this situation. You know, we need finances. We need healing. We need peace. So we should pray, but knowing that the Lord will answer our prayers, have patience and know he's going to do it in his time and know that if the answer takes a while, it's because his timing is perfect and perhaps there's some stuff in us that needs to change so that we will receive the blessing and we will be able to receive it and enjoy it. You know, And we should pray and say, Lord, if there's anything in me, if there's any doubt or any sin in me that is preventing you from manifesting the answer to my prayer, please show it to me. If there's anything that I need to repent of, please show it to me so that I can repent of this thing and my prayers can be answered. You know, sometimes we are the hindrance to our prayers. We have unforg- we have unforgiveness, we have anger, you know. There, there are sometimes things in us that are preventing our, our prayers from being answered. You know, we, we have to be humble enough to admit that about ourselves. It's not always something outside. It's, it's maybe, you know, something in us that needs to change. We have to be humble enough to admit that. So we, you know, always pray, always be thankful, always be humble, always be introspective, look at yourself and say, you know, Lord, um, what is it about me that needs to change? Take everything outside of me, take everything inside of me that is not like you away in Jesus name. Um, And always be thankful for what you have. Always be thankful for what you have. Because there's always someone that has less. And there's always someone I I heard TD Jakes say this years ago, and it's always stuck with me, he used card playing as an example and he said, you know, when you're playing not that I'm advocating playing cards, but he said when you're playing cards, everybody has a certain hand, you know and you you may have a hand like a losing hand, and he said you know, T.D. Jake said, you know someone can take the hand you're playing with and win the hand that you think is a losing hand someone's praying for what you think is a losing hand I'm probably not, I, of course, I'm not saying it as eloquently as he did, but basically he was saying the situation that you're in that seems so dire, there's someone that's praying for that very situation. What we call problems, there's someone who wish they had the, the things that we call problems. Not that, you, not that the, your problems are not actual problems, but it could always be worse and we have to be thankful, hallelujah in Jesus name, for, for what we have. We have to be thankful. Um, and we just have to stay faithful. So just remember that, just always thank the Lord. Just always thank the Lord. Um, in faith present, you know, just like Philippians four, read, read Philippians four, read Philippians four. I think that's a good summation of, of what I'm trying to say in Jesus name. Read, uh, the book of Philippians chapter four. God bless you in Jesus name and have a blessed day.